Amen. God bless you. Greet you all in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and I wish you all were here. Believe me, I do. <laughs> and uh, we uh, want to thank you for welcoming us into your home. We love you, and we're here in service to the Lord. And we are excited about what God is doing, excited to be in the kingdom of God. We could have just left the last verse, you don't have to put it back up, but the last verse of that course, or the second half of that course, we could have just left it up because that is my sermon right there. And so we can just dismiss and go home. <laughs> but it's good to be here. Amen. Thank you, musicians. That is all that we will do. Appreciate the musicians, the technicians, the song leader, everybody that's here, everybody that's a part of this service. We couldn't do it without each and every one. And uh, I know what it is to be at home streaming. That's where I've been the last few services, kind of keeping the numbers down here at church. And so been with my family, and I know what it is to have little ones try and sit through a service at home on the screen and all of that. So uh, I told little Gideon this morning, I says, I'm setting this up now here on the shelf. And I says, You'll s- I'll go out the front door, and then I'll come back on the screen. So good morning, Gideon. And God bless you each and every one. <laughs> Amen. We love the Lord. And we're here for His Word. If you have your Bibles, we'll just turn to the Word of God. We have a little bit different service for you here this morning. You can stand with me if you're able to. And... Uh, We'll turn to the book of Acts chapter 27, where we pick up of Paul in the storm. And I uh, want to read a few scriptures there while you're turning. And uh, I just want to say, sometimes we're not really sure how long to have the service. On one hand, you know, there's the little ones at home who are trying to keep still. On the other hand, there's many that have written and said, you know, the services are too short. And so we're being pulled in both directions. And so whatever you pull on, may the Lord have his way for you this morning. Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer together. Heavenly Father, almighty God, how we love you, Lord. How we thank you for your grace in our lives. It truly is amazing grace that has redeemed us, saved us. Lord, it's your word that has washed us. Lord, it is your, your revelation that is building us into the very stature of Jesus Christ. Lord, you know our hearts. If it were up to us, we would be gathered together. We would enter into the house of God. The saints on the U.S. side, how thankful we were for the song this, this morning from the Aho family. What a blessing, Lord. And Lord, they're not able to come to church. The borders are closed and they've even closed them for longer. Lord, we commit it all into your hands. We know that you know. Lord, even more so, you knew it would be this way before the foundation of the world. You allotted that we would have this technology and this ability to get the word out. It's not just here, but it's around the world. But Lord, now, even now, Father, as we have gathered together in spirit, I pray, Lord, that you'll just come in a special way into each home. Lord, I was thinking of of the saints gathered in the book of Acts after Peter and John were set free and how they rejoiced and how that, Lord, your presence came among them and shook the place, Lord, and refilled them with the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, would you do that for each one this morning? Every home, every streaming place, wherever it might be, refill us with the Holy Ghost, Lord. And strengthen us against the onslaught of the age. And Lord, we commit this service now to you as we as we speak of your word. The service is not complete without your word. And we speak of the effect of your word on the missions field. We pray, O oh God, that you'll just have the perfect preeminence in every way. Direct our thoughts. May it not be our words, but your words, because your words are spirit and life. Lord, we commit it to you now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Acts chapter 27 is where we're reading from, and we'll begin reading at verse 21. Now, Paul is on his, what they call this, his last missionary journey. And it wasn't much of a missionary journey as he was heading to Rome to give answer before Caesar and uh, how that uh, he is now uh, facing capital punishment. It's not something that is, I'm sure he's taking lightly, and even the Lord has shown him no doubt what awaits him, and he's facing it like a man and a real servant of God. And so as he now is uh, heading towards Rome, he's in a ship, but he warned them ahead of time. He says, you know, don't go, but now they're in a storm. And he says in verse 21, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not loosed from Crete and to, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. The Lord adds blessing to the word. You may be seated. Now, the Apostle Paul knew what he was talking about. He wasn't a man that was just projecting ideas. Maybe it means this, or maybe it means that. You know, Paul did not speak out of turn, but but even when they were in Crete, he had told them, he said, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. But the Bible says that nevertheless the centurion that was guarding him believed the owner of the ship more than the things which were spoken by Paul. He was directed more by the current, I'll just say it this way, economic conditions of the hour. He was uh, was, uh, uh, influenced by the opinions of unbelievers. And I can say today that that's one thing you don't want. You don't want to be influenced by the opinions of unbelievers. Paul lived in a higher realm. Paul lived in a realm where believers live. Paul lived in a realm of perfect faith in a perfect word. He lived, he lived in that realm that of what the word had spoken of him. He knew who he was. 
He was the apostle to the Gentiles, a prophet to the Gentiles. He was a, a man that was called of God, maybe not in due season and maybe himself not feeling worthy, definitely not feeling worthy. But he knew God had called him and by grace he was saved and by grace he was sustained by the Lord. And whether he died or whether he lived, he recognized it was not up to the storm, it was up to God. Now let me just say that again. Whether he died or whether he lived was not up to the storm. And of course, as I'm saying storm, you can think virus, you can think anything. It's not up to the storm, it's up to God. There was a prayer request that came in today for somebody in the hospital. You know, I think it was Luther that said, you know, I will not run from the plague, but I will not go into unnecessary places. I will not transmit the plague from one to another. And, and so even, even that Luther exercised social distancing, but he did recognize this one thing. He says, but I know if God wants to take me, he knows where to find me. And that's true in every individual. Our life and our death is not in the hands of some medical establishment. It's not in the hands of the scientists. It's not in the hands of the government. Our life is in the hands of God alone. Now, Paul knew it's easy to get preaching, even just with the few souls we have here and the pull that's coming from wherever you are. But he, Paul knew that he wasn't, I'll just say it this way, uh, a prophet that was uh, running from the presence of the Lord, like Jonah, uh, how that he was a man that, you know, he, he, he had a responsibility, but even as Brother Branham says in the message, man running from the presence of the Lord, he, he felt like, I, I got something I got to do, but you know what, uh, sometimes it's easy to procrastinate on what God wants you to do when you know it's going to be hard. When you know that, and Brother Branham says that that's the way we are as humans, we tend to run from responsibility. But we need to face up to the responsibility that God has given us and answer the call of God in our lives, whatever that call may be. And But Paul knew that wasn't his condition, though I'm sure he thought about Jonah in the storm, as they're now in the midst of a storm. And And if they would have thrown Paul overboard... It wouldn't have saved the ship. It would have lost the ship because that wasn't the condition. So sometimes I'll even say you can misplace scripture and you can look back. And if you just take it by the carnal thought, well, Jonah was in a storm and they threw him overboard and and that calmed the storm and everybody was saved. If a man's just a carnal man, then he might just say, well, just throw me overboard and, and, you know, that'll just calm the storm. That wouldn't have done anything. It had to be the revelation of the word for the hour. All right, I want you to hold that. But let me talk about Jonah for a minute. Because even Jonah, was he was in the storm. And everybody was praying. And finally Jonah confessed, you know, this storm is my fault. He said, just throw me overboard and everything will be all right. And and uh, But as Jonah got thrown into the storm and, and then got swallowed by the whale and, and gained that mode of submarine transportation to go to the place that God wanted him to go to. You know, Jonah, as he sat there, he still had the faith of a man of God and say, you know what? It's all lying vanities. In other words, anything that's contrary to the word of God is lying vanities. Brother Branham uses it oftentimes to talk about faith for healing. He said, Jonah had more symptoms than you have. Sure. 
You know, he's down in the water and, and he's, he's got, he says everywhere he looks, it's whale belly. He looks up, it's whale's belly. He looks on the side, he, he doesn't see no daylight. It's completely dark. He's, he's just shut in there unless there was some sort of supernatural light, which I doubt that there was. And he's there in the darkness. No concept of time. Uh, he doesn't know if an hour has passed or a day has passed. You know, he's just totally lost in there and he, he's just left alone with his faith. I'll call it a God-given prayer closet. And he's left alone with his faith, completely shut off from the world. And he says, you know what? This is all lying vanities. He says, I will turn myself. I will look towards the temple and where Solomon had prayed. If your people pray from anywhere and they, and they say, Lord, forgive us, then you will forgive their sins and you will deliver them. And, and Jonah turned towards what he did by faith, the temple and prayed and sought God. He says, everything else is lying vanity. I, I want to say it this way this morning. Be careful where you look. The news sites are lying vanities. All right. The statistics are lying vanities. All right. Where, <laughs> I was thinking this morning, where did the virus come from? It doesn't matter. It's a lying vanity. It has no no reason or effect upon the people. It's not something that I want to waste my mind on thinking about, oh, somebody did this or somebody did that. It doesn't matter what somebody did. My life is not in their hands. Amen. My well-being is not in their hands. I, I paused for an amen there. You notice that, right? And <laughs> sometimes you get into a certain habit of preaching and you're expecting that that will really energize the people and uh, forgetting they're not here. And so well, we're glad to be here and uh, we're glad for what God has done. And we're not listening to lying vanities. And, and Jonah records in Jonah 2, he says, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Now let me let me just say they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Lots of people have lots of things to say in this hour, but there's one thing that is not a lying vanity and that is the word of God. That's what I want to observe. And and Jonah goes on from there and he says, "But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Are you, are you sacrificing that, that sacrifice of praise unto the Lord? The sacrifice of thanksgiving, rejoicing that you're walking in a certain sound in this hour. You know, we, I was studying on it. I'm not preaching on it this morning, but I was studying about what Brother Branham said about uncertainty because we're living in uncertain times and I found it very interesting. That Brother Branham in 1955 preached an uncertain sound in Jeffersonville. And then 1960, he preached it a second time in Jeffersonville again. And, and so here he is five years apart preaching the same subject in his home church. And, and imagine that, that, that. If we preached the same service, uh, I wonder what we would hear about it. But, uh, you know, we, we have this this space of time, and I, I always try and think about what is a prophet thinking about? What is moving him to preach this subject? Because he's seeing into a realm that we're not seeing. And so he's looking at some sort of uncertainty in 1955, but in 1960, and he actually preaches it several times between 1960 now and 1963, which the opening of the seals, and then he never preaches 
uncertain sound again. But I'll just say, uh, it, as in 1960, we know the events, 1960, 61, 62, that, that the first Catholic president was elected. And then in 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And all of those things creating uncertain times. But Brother Branham's emphasis was, we have a certain sound. He took it from Paul saying, if a trumpet give an uncertain sound. Let me tell you something. The news sites are giving an uncertain sound. You know, the governments are giving an uncertain sound. The medical establishment is giving an uncertain sound. But God has given us a certain sound. He's given us the truth and the revelation of it that we might walk in it. And he, and he says, I will sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. Are you thankful for this message? Oh, we're thankful for it. He says, I will pay what I have, that, that I have vowed. And then he makes a statement, salvation is of the Lord. We're so thankful for that statement. And I was thinking about the sovereignty of salvation because I'm thinking my subject today really is souls saved in crisis. Because missions takes on a different tone right now. And you'll see as I come to it here. But Jonah saying salvation is of the Lord. In other words, don't prejudge who can be saved and how they can be saved. It's of the Lord. Don't think that we've got it figured out. This is God's program or that is God's program. As I said to one brother who we were talking about the uncertainty, a minister from a different place, I says, I says, I think that as believers, we are reverently sensitive to this time. We're not, we're not moved by it, but we're sensitized knowing that nothing happens without a reason. And so God's got it all in control. He allowed this and knew that this would happen at this time. So we're reverent before our God, but we're also sensitive, Lord. What is it that you're trying to do in our lives? What is it that you're trying to do in, in the church of the living God, in the bride of Jesus Christ, in this hour around the world, as we see the whole world locked down at this time? And and so we're very, very sensitive. But Jonah saying salvation is of the Lord. In other words, recognize the sovereignty of God. You know, God will save whom He will save. A couple of stories really encouraged my heart. One of them is Brother Murphy's testimony of his nephew, his wife's sister's son in China, how that he was, you know, just uh, off, on, off on his own uh, uh, course in life. And, uh, you know, I'll just say it this way. God will not lose one. Jesus said, my father has given them to me and none shall pluck them from my hand. All that the father has given me will come to me. All of these statements, you know, it's the sovereignty of God. And these stories very much encourage me as a father with sons that at, at situations run from the presence of God. And, and, and Brother Murphy's nephew, I believe it was there in China, how that he was off in his own course of life. But yet God found a way to direct him to the very uh, messages of Brother Branham that his own uncle was translating. 
And there he, he listened to some, some messages of Brother Branham, I think on the internet or something. And there he, he, he was quickened by the Holy Spirit revealing the word to him. And it changed his life because he recognized that that was what he needed at that time. But it didn't come maybe through a channel that you or I would expect it to come by. You know, you need to be in church and you need to be here and you need to be under my influence and you need to receive my advice. God has a way of doing Doing things. Another story I was thinking of this week is there was a young brother, a Kenyan brother, a Kenyan young man. He wasn't a brother at that time. And, and uh, his daddy was a minister. And so it was really speaking to my heart. But he, he had gone, he had left home to seek his fortune, so to speak. But he, he thought, you know, I'll go as far away from this message as I can. And he goes into Ethiopia, where as far as he knows, there's no message in Ethiopia. And so he's man running from the presence of the Lord. And I was thinking about how that, that God would, would uh, bring things into condition for him. And how that God sovereignly started that work in Ethiopia, Brother Bisco. And I was thinking about that daddy over there in Kenya praying for his son. Didn't know that he was praying for the work in Ethiopia. And so as he began to pray for that work in Ethiopia, how that God began to flourish it. And then his own son comes by the way of believers. Praise the Lord. He didn't even know there was believers. And God gets a hold of his life. What a wonderful thing. What a transforming experience for him. And yet I I was thinking about that. I thought... Thank you, Lord, for having a part in that boy's salvation. We didn't think about when we started the work in Ethiopia that it would capture a minister's wayward son from Kenya. But God brought that along the way. Salvation is of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I love the Lord, don't you? Meanwhile, as Paul's in the ship, (laughs) I was thinking about it for this day. Everybody's up on deck frantically running around. Frantically. Well, let's let's get rid of the tackling and that'll make the ship lighter and let's get rid of this and let's get rid of that. And, you know, uh, I'll just say the economics of the ship was destroyed. You know, as, as everybody, they were, they had a, you could say they had a lockdown. You know, they had, they had get rid of everything and throw the, the, throw the, the cargo overboard and throw the tackle overboard and throw everything that's not necessary overboard and every, get rid of everything, leave a little bit of food, but get rid, we gotta lighten the load. The, 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 uh, the, the storm is too great. And there they were, they try, they were trying at every cost to save their lives, but they could not get it under control. If they only would have listened to the word of the hour, they would not have experienced that trouble. Let me tell you something. A prophet of God said when he was here, if they only received the word of the hour, he says they wouldn't need a police station. They wouldn't need a hospital. They never mind worried about how many beds they got. They wouldn't need a hospital. They wouldn't need all these things. It's a rejection of the word for their day. Brother Bram says in spiritual food in due season, talking about Elijah, he says, God made a way for Elijah to escape. And he's made a way for his believing children to escape it now. The wrath and the things that is to come. 
Because God could not be just to judge those people and send punishment and sink Sodom and Gomorrah and sink Capernaum in the middle of the sea and condemn those generations and Sodom and Gomorrah and let us do the same thing and get by with it. We're just as sure for judgment as they were sure for judgment. Say, is this the judgment, Brother Tim? I don't think it is. I don't think it's that serious. But it's coming. And you see the effect of this little thing now. He says, we notice when these things come up, the modern trend of that day, God raised up a man in that day to combat the forces. And they wouldn't listen to it. They thought he was crazy. He'd lost his mind. He was just some old fanatic, some fool from the wilderness, kind of bush crazed. But yet he had the word of the Lord. I'm so glad that I didn't think this message was crazy. I'm so glad that I didn't think Brother Branham to be some crazy man or or something. I'm so glad that God opened my eyes to the reality of it, that God was using that vessel to speak to this generation because it's the very thing that is raised up to combat the, the modern trend and the forces of the age. And there was Paul out there, you could say, feeling very alone. He could gather, he, he couldn't gather at church anymore. He couldn't be with the rest of the believers. He was now off to himself. And so as he was gathered there, he could gather in one place where he knew the believers were gathering, and that was in prayer. And Paul began to pray, to be in a place, that place where God speaks, to be in that place where things become clear. To be in that place where life becomes prioritized. That's the place that Paul went to. And that's where he heard from God. I give you these souls. I give you these souls. Now, all the attempts at survival become unimportant. Now it becomes focused on the souls that God had given him and what God had spoken to him. The world may be in lockdown, but God's not in lockdown. We have come to the hour where if we ever needed to know God in a personal way, this is that time. This is not a time to rely on church. It's not a time to rely on streaming. Streaming is a, is as good as it comes right now. But this is a time that we have to know that God is real and, and what He's doing. And, and our efforts is to, is to take this message that God has revealed in this hour and do what we can and, and we have labored and all of our labors have come to this time. Till really now it becomes accessible on the internet. Now it becomes uh, available to others. The, the, the message of the hour that combats the forces of the hour. Who knows what God is doing with it right now? Who knows who isn't reading a message today for the first time? 
Who knows who isn't looking for something and comes in contact with it for the first time? Because there's a predestinated seed looking for it somewhere. And, and so I, I want to, I'm actually going to spend now this next little while uh, talking about the effects of missions and the importance of translation. Because this, this gospel, this revealed word must be preached in all the world and then shall the end time come. And it's almost like God is reminding us at this time, and I'll just say, I, I don't, I'm not a prophet, so I don't have some great prophetic vision of God is saying this. But, but there's a reminding in what's happening of the importance of this message. You know, you can have churches, there's people that have churches and ministers that have churches. We have a church. We have we have a, a gathering. It's a nice gathering of people from the Canada and U.S. and and they come together and they worship. Creates a nice atmosphere. Souls are saved. All of that. But now all of a sudden we don't have that. But what we do have is a message. What we do have is a reality. What we do have is something that's supernatural that changes lives and then it's boiled down to the fact that maybe, uh, and I, I don't mean this wrong, so don't take me wrong, but maybe it wasn't the altar call. Maybe it wasn't the prayer line, though I have nothing against altar calls and prayer lines. They have their place. But what I'm saying is it's the word that is the preeminent part of any service. And, and, and so as we, as we recognize that in this hour, the word still maintains the preeminence. I was thinking of all, Brother Tom, I was thinking about all the people we've prayed for at the altar here, all of the times we've laid hands on people, all the time. Now it's important that the individual knows how to pray. That the individual has faith in God's word. That they have access. And how many times have we preached, you have access into the presence of God. It's God, when the least of the saints goes to their knees in prayer, God answers that prayer. This is now the time of the reality of those things. It's not just a a holding on and, oh, when is the next service going to be? I hope this doesn't last too long. Now it's time to rise up in faith of the word that God has planted in your heart and let it become a reality in our lives individually. Now, we've done a lot of labor, and we I want to acknowledge a lot of labor that has been done. You can go ahead and put that, those slides up there, and uh, we'll start there. And I have a very unusual um, missions presentation today, because I thought, how am I going to do this, because the whole world is shut down. I can't give you pictures or videos of, of baptismal services, because they're not happening right now. I can't give you large gatherings of people. They're not happening right now. I can't even give you distribution of books because it's not happening right now. But I thought, what I'm going to do is, because you're, we're, we're streaming anyway, we're looking at a screen anyway, I'm going to do something that wouldn't work in a regular service but would maybe work better in an online service. I'm actually going to bring you brothers from all over the world to speak to you personally. And you're going to hear from them individually to tell you about what God's doing in their country and how much this message means to them and the different things. And before we get to those brothers, uh, I want to just remind you of a few things. Uh, of course, we, we now have the, the Message Hub Mobile, which is the message in digital format in, a, in an app 
where the it's connected to the Bible, the Bible's connected to the message, and it's linked together. So when you read a scripture, you can jump into the message and see what Brother Branham said about the scripture. And, and those those are very that's a very very great tool. It was originated. The concept was originated by Brother Momless, who's since passed away many years ago, and and we appreciate the vision that he had. And uh, and now we have it in iOS, not just Android. And and the iOS for those of you that are waiting for it, the iOS languages will be updated at the end of April. So I just wanted to drop that in. So right now it only has English because it's a new app in the iOS version, but it will be updated at the end of April with many more languages. But uh, over into the app itself, in the Android version, we have all these languages which will be coming to the iOS version. And we have just released two more languages in the Android version. One is Japanese, and the other is Kenya Rwanda. Now when I say just released, we have released it, but I've just heard from the technicians that it's going through the process in Google, and it may take a few days. So you might not see these two languages up there for a, for a few days here, but hopefully they'll get that through very quickly. Now, I, wa- I just want to say about this, in Japan, there is currently a work going on that is, uh, that is being uh, centered or being sponsored and encouraged through Brother Tim Pruitt's church down in Louisiana. And I'll just say those brothers down there have done a good job. And they've gone over there and ministered and gone over and gone over. And, and uh, they've won some souls for the Lord. And, and they've introduced the message. And they found translators. And so the Japanese translation is beginning to take off to a level now that we can put it on the app. I think there's about 50-some translations now in the Japanese language that's what the people in Japan need as much as they need meetings and they do and they need to be baptized and all of those things but it's the word that will bring them into the image of Christ and so so we are so glad for the brothers down there that have labored with that and and have brought that to a level where it's now on the mobile application Kenya Rwanda we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more but that's from the country of Rwanda and there's just a tremendous translation team that's working there. And I'll, I'll just leave that for a moment because I'll come back. We have greetings from Rwanda for you. Uh, the Church Age book and tracks is a, is a central part now of the uh, Message Hub mobile. And we have just received uh, the finished Church Age book in Amharic. And that is uh, from Ethiopia. And so we're very happy to have that. And also, uh, Brother George Smith, the son-in-law of Brother Branham, who was married to Rebecca Smith, he has sent us his translation of the Spanish Church Age book. And so we were able to load that, and we're very thankful for that, because with those uh, Church Age book translations, we're now able to generate 26 witnessing tracts out of the of the church age book and so we have published 26 tracts in spanish and 26 tracts in amharic for the ethiopian people and that is just a tremendous blessing to them especially in ethiopia where the the work is very uh fledgling very new and so they are uh they are needing these tracts to be able to witness to the people in specific areas ethiopia is a very religious country and it's the church age book that dispels a lot of religious myths, a lot of man-made creeds and dogmas. And so that will be a great tool in their hands. 
Translation is going on like never before. I'm very thankful for it. And uh, we're very uh, appreciative of what God is doing in the translation, in the different languages. I won't go into all the languages. But so far this year in three and a half months, 566 translations have been uploaded in the various languages. That's just this year in three and a half months. We praise God for that. Keeping in mind, in all of 2018, all of the year, it was, there was only 766. So we, in just three months, we've got almost that level already and we will far surpass what's ever been done in any previous year in translation. I say praise be to God. I, I think it's just a wonderful work that the translators are doing. Uh, it reminds me of a story. I had a brother contact me. I think the last missions report I made, I said $150 is generally about what we pay for, uh, for the, uh, uh, for one message to be translated in, in most poor countries. We don't, we don't pay for all translations and, and maybe I should say this here in that a lot of translators are sponsored from other means from within their own countries. And that's very important that the people take on their own burden. But where the country is very poor and, and poverty stricken and are unable to, to get beyond maybe a handwritten translation and, and by themselves get it up onto the message hub and put it into book format and that sort of thing, we help them a little bit financially to be able to, uh, help them move along in their translation. I'll speak a little bit more about that in a little bit, but a brother, uh, heard me say $150, and he asked me, he says, did you say this amount of money for a translation, Brother Tim? And, and I, I said, yeah, that's about what I said. And and so then I see I, someone sent me a, a link from the PushPay. Uh, that's the the uh, the software program. What do you call that? It's a software, it's a website, a software program, where you can make donations into the church which is handy now because we, we can't come put it in the box. And so you get on to push pay, and he had gone on to push pay, and he had made a $150 donation to missions, and he put right on the comments, he says, Brother Tim said it would take this much to translate one message, and so I'm paying this to translate one message. <laughs> and so I thought, perfect. That's exactly. Someone gets a burden, and, and I paid for one translation somewhere in the world. Praise be to God. That's that's marvelous, and I say keep that up. God will bless that, and God will use that. Amen. Now, I just want to say, in 2019, I just want to highlight some of the teams. And we use translation teams as the emphasis, which you'll see in a moment. And uh, uh, the Chinese, these are the languages with more than 100 translations in a year. Now... Break that down, that's almost 10 a month. And that's phenomenal. Matter of fact, I tell people now, brothers that overseas want to do translation in a certain language, if there's a genuine need in a certain language, I just tell them, listen, brothers, I don't want to play around. I said, you get a team together, I want 10 a month out of you. I said, this is not, this is not child's play anymore. We're near the end time. I want real production. I don't want one message here and then maybe another message next month or two months down the road. I says, let's get a team together and let's get it up there and let's get it out there. Get the message out. Brother Brown says the message is urgent. Get it out there. And and so uh, 
So that's what we do. And many of these brothers, these teams, the Chinese, uh, of course, under Brother Murphy, are doing a great job. And uh, the Kindra Rwanda team, we'll talk about them in a little bit. The Myanmar team, uh, they've got a team over there in Myanmar, which formerly was Burma. Some of you may know it as Burma. And they are... Uh, they are um, doing very well uploading. Uh, the Portuguese, especially the Brazilian Portuguese, Brother Caleb and the brethren down there in Portugal, um, I'm sorry, in Brazil, uh, and also the Portugal's team in Portugal, two different language dialects, but nevertheless, in Portuguese, well over 100 translations last year. The Spanish, I don't want to steal their thunder, but they're very close to finishing the entire message. Very, very close. And uh, I look forward to that announcement. And when they release that, we'll certainly let you know. And in the Tamil language, down in Brother uh, Isaac Vasantha Kumar's church, they have a team together. I met with them my last trip to India and, and uh, had a great meeting with the translators. It was tremendous. They're doing a great job there. Telugu, Brother Freddie Gray and Hyderabad and uh, the different uh, team that he has there and all over 100 messages. Actually, the Telugu team was a little under 100, actually. But I thought, they're doing so well, I just got to put them up there. And, and they're, they're just doing an awesome job. So God bless them. And, and uh, we have different brothers locally. Then, and I don't want to mention everybody's name, but I'll, I'll just mention Brother Darren Hoffman, who does a lot of unseen work in the Message Hub to get these different languages up and running and, and adding them to the app and all of those sorts of things. Brother Kobus Esterheisen, who, who created a new tool for us to, uh, for the translators to help them with the ease of translation and breaks down a message sentence by sentence. If there's any translators out there that want to try it, we can connect you with Brother Kobus and, and he takes a lot of the work out of it for translators to, and it's all with a purpose, to speed up the translation to get the word out. That's really what it's all about. And so we, we appreciate each and every team, each and every place. And I want to bring you greetings from a few places here today uh, around the world. And I thought this morning there were even a few more that we could have done. Uh, but uh, my daughter was helping me. My daughter Esther, she said, Dad, you don't have to preach months once you get all these video greetings up there. And I said, maybe that's the plan. <laughs> and so we have much uh, greetings to bring you now uh, this morning uh, from around the world. And I would have loved to have had a greeting from China. And uh, uh, we can't get safely, nor would we want to project, because it wouldn't be safe, someone's greeting from China. But there are brothers there that are imprisoned now for the gospel's sake, and we are standing with them 100%. We are absolutely remembering them. If there is anything we can do, we will do. Uh, and above all, pray for these brothers there's three of them that are currently incarcerated and another one that is being monitored by the police that, that, that they're, uh, they're standing for this end time message. And you want to just be praying for them that God will move things. And I don't even, I, I'm very careful because I'm not even sure how much I can share. I can just share, we are burdened with these brothers. And they're part of us and we're a part of them. And we will never forget them. And so pray for these brothers imprisoned for the gospel in China. Now, 
as we uh, as we go into these greetings, I'm going to start with India, Brother Stanley. If you'll get that video ready, we will. I just want to say, in India, in the last 12 months, they have done uh, over 200 uploaded translations in the various languages, Hindi, Marathi, Tamil, Telugu, Punjabi, the different languages. Brother Stanley, you'll forgive me, he's probably watching right now. Uh, we had to edit down uh, your message, uh, your greeting. Uh, I asked each minister and each translator, whomever it was, I said, give me two minutes, okay? And Brother Stanley sent me the longest one, and he said, that's an Indian two minutes, <laughs> and so uh, that's what we had but we we chiseled it down a little bit so forgive me brother Stanley but we took out the part in that he was acknowledging and praising all of the different translation teams whether it be at brother Isaac's church or brother Freddie's church or brother Roshan's church or the different ones and and so uh, those of you that might hear this forgive brother Stanley we took it out and uh, but we just want to say those different ones and those different groups in those different languages are doing phenomenal jobs. The work in India is moving forward. And uh, you'll hear about it a little bit now. And uh, as you, Brother Stanley personally sends his greetings from India. God bless you, Brother Tim, Brother Biska, and the Cloverdale congregation, and those saints of God, those who are streaming the service right now. We wanted to say God bless you to each one of you. Just to introduce myself, I am Brother Stanley Tuscano from Mumbai, which prophet used to call a Bombay from India. And I am president of WBGN, as we say, William Branham Good News Society. And I would like to provide you the claims of the mission work here in India during this lockdown period. So since the lockdown period is introduced in India from in the month of March, we began to contact the various teams who are currently working on message hub and you know that the work from home is a concept nowadays going on and we have found that this time would be the most productive one to boost on ongoing translation work and uploading the messages to the on the message hub message hub and we director of the board have come together discussed the plan and divided among divided the work among the teams and we have bifurcated the work and we find out that the translators and publishers could give more time to this job than what they could afford earlier and we thankful for we thankful for that that god has given this time and also i am very much thankful to god for brother biscuit's vision to introduce this message up as we all know that the books are not coming from anywhere, but even though we are getting the messages in our language on our mobile application or the computer continuously on a message of, we thankful for God for his vision. Just wanted to add this point as well that WBCNS, William Random Good News Society is also a vision of Brother Viscal. In it is, he is introduced in India and we are continuously working for that. And may Lord bless Brother Viscal richly. Pray for him. We are praying for him and may Lord provide a good help to him. And so there are still some people who are required books. As we all know that so many people can't afford smartphones, computers, but during this, due, due to this lockdown, we couldn't able to provide them books by the postal service. So as soon as the 
So we have a backend team, those who are noting down, down the request coming from the people and after, as soon as the lockdown lifted up, we will send them the books and uh, we will support them. During after this lockdown, we have a plans which are coming up that there are some languages in India, I will say a few languages in India, on their languages, we haven't translated any single messages or, or uploaded on a messenger. So we are looking to translate them in coming years or coming months so that the people, as we all know that it's hard to set up a team, but it's a blessing when you, when the people of God are blessed with that. And we have experienced that. Also, we are uh, expanding our team. We have in India, in Mumbai and the Delhi, looking to expand for the Hindi languages or the around the India, wherever we are required, we are doing that as, but we believe that God is doing all things good for us and we are happy that God is with us. As Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love God. May God bless you richly and I'm thankful that brother Tim's support always, brother Biscoff's prayer and his vision that always encourages us to support the believers around India and we know that people are blessed. You pray for us, we are praying for you and we believe that one day we all meet, all meet together. May God bless you richly. Thank you, Brother Tim. Amen. God bless you, Brother Stanley, and thank you, Brother Stanley. You know, they, I felt like I, sh- I could have almost given him the six minutes that he took. That was four minutes. Because he's really speaking for over a billion people and many, many languages. And it's a great burden. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled, as we all are thrilled, Brother Biscoe's thrilled, to see them uh, taking up the burden on their own shoulders. And doing the work of themselves. We've been there to encourage them and, and try and help them along a little way, but this is their burden. They're walking with it. They're funding it. They're doing it all. And I say, God bless the Indian brothers and sisters. We shall meet them in glory. And won't that be wonderful? Amen. So I was, as I was doing this, I was thinking about another area of the world as I was in India, uh, also Southeast Asia where, uh, brother Tim has a lot of, uh, invitations. I have a lot of invitations to many of these countries to go and visit them. And and sometimes they're more than invitations. I'm sure these brothers on the platform know that people like to twist arms and say, we're expecting you here this year. You're going to be in Myanmar. You're going to be in in Cambodia. You're going to be here. And it just doesn't always work out that way. And uh, But I thought of Brother Vernon uh, Manahan from the Philippines, who we've worked with for years. And I thought, and I, so I at the last moment, I texted him and said, Brother Vernon, if you have a greeting, tell us how things are going. We worked with Brother Vernon last year to help get a print station into the country of Cambodia. And uh, and I know there, the brothers in the Philippines have have grown in the word since they've been given the word. And, and the Bible believers had a part to play in that many years ago and getting the word into the people's hands. Well, now these ministers have grown and they're reaching out and they're laboring. And I know the, the brothers from New Zealand are working with them and to get the message into some of these countries that, uh, you know, like Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia and Thailand and different places that you or I would have a very difficult time to go, but it's more in their culture. Sure. And so we, we like to do what little bit we can do, but we're so thankful for everything 
that they're doing theirs. So I'll bring you greetings now this morning from Brother Vernon over there in the Philippines. Blessed Sunday to you, my brothers and sisters. Uh, I trust that uh, you are all safe under the protection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just like to tell you that uh, in the midst of this pandemic uh, crisis, that uh, by the grace of God, we are continuing to minister to the saints here in the Philippines through technology, using the live streaming. And uh, we are thankful that the Lord has allowed us to do these things. And regarding mission works, of course, we cannot travel the way we used to do, but uh, because of what we have done uh, in the past uh, years, before even before the pandemic, we were able to uh, uh, establish some groundworks in different Asian countries. And thus, uh, because of this, uh, people are still uh, continuing to, to enjoy the message of the hour. And the brothers and sisters whom we have worked with, they have continued to uh, the, do the translation works in the midst of uh, all these problems. And uh, we are hoping that uh, these messages uh, will reach the people who are ordained to accept this uh, message of the hour. So no amount of all this uh, problem, the work of the Lord is continuing in this part of the country. And uh, let us pray for one another. God bless you all. Thank you, Brother Vernon. I appreciate that very much. And uh, they're still laboring on. And uh, God is still, you know, and... And you notice what he said there. He says, because of the groundworks we have laid, all of the labor that has gone in over the years, now at a time like this is where it bears fruit. And so we thank God for that. We're going to travel from Philippines now over to the continent of Africa. And that we have greetings from five different countries in the continent of Africa. And uh, firstly, we're going to visit Angola. Uh, Brother George Oyatola is there from the assembly here. And I don't know if he told his family that he was going to be on the service this morning, but uh, he, we are—he is in lockdown, and we're waiting for the uh, for the lockdown to stop because we have a project kind of pending in Angola, where we've had some message hubs in there, the print stations printing, but they're just not sufficient to meet the demand, as you'll hear. And so we're we're waiting for that this lockdown to end. We've got a couple more pieces to put in place and to put kind of a central printing hub there in Angola to be able to uh, send out mess- messages around the country. And this is also sponsored by Brother Jason Jackson down in Arkansas, Arkansas, and uh, uh, and so the different believers, Brother Homer Langoria has been a part of the work in Angola as well, a different part, and uh, so we just want to thank God for that, and for those brothers, we appreciate you very much, and so greetings from Brother George in Angola. God bless you, Brother Tim. Greetings from Luanda, Angola. Greetings to our pastor, Brother Ed Biska. Brother Tom, Brother John Andes, Brother Murphy, and all the other ministers. And greetings to the brethren at uh, Bible Week Global Day. We thank you all for your support towards the printing work in um, Angola. Today we have one functional print station and we also support an existing print station with uh, accessories. We were planning to install a second print station but considering the huge need in Angola for salmon books, we started working on a proposal to establish a central print station from where we were able to now serve the many churches in 
in Angola and the brethren in Angola. <clears throat> we estimated that there are over 50,000 believers in Angola and that about uh, over 500 churches. So there is real need for salmon books in Angola. Before the lockdown, we printed about 150 copies of um, Possessing All Things and about uh, 100 copies of uh, Token. I wish these books were distributed before the lockdown. It would have been a good opportunity while at home to be able to read the messages. However, we don't know if there will be another lockdown. Maybe this is just a reaza, so we have to prepare for the future. I will believe God will make a way. So we pray that God will give us an open door and will bless our collective efforts in the planning for this new this print station we are hoping to set up. And we trust that God will bless you all. Shalom. Amen. Shalom, Brother George. We appreciate that. And uh, Angola is one of the countries that use the Portuguese language. So you can imagine the thrill that we have in that the, the growth on the message hub of the numbers of messages available now in Portuguese. God bless the translators and may God open the situation there. If we have time left on the earth, that they would uh, be able to feed on the message of the hour that is prepared for them. And the we go from Angola to Rwanda. Rwanda is just south of uh of Uganda and Rwanda has, has, I'll just say one of the greatest translation teams I've ever seen. These brothers are after it, if I could say it that way. They are just on top of it. They are working diligently. In the last two years, they have uploaded 235 translations and 89 audio translations. So they have done just a tremendous work in their burden for their people, in their language. There's three brothers. They've divided it up as a team. The three brothers are going to give us greeting. First, we're going to hear from Brother Caleb, who is going to, who is the proofreader of the team and kind of the manager of the team. Uh, I, I should say that Brother uh, Eli Quazero was the one locally in the church from Rwanda that got the great burden to work with the brothers and was in contact with them. And uh, and so we appreciate Brother Eli. He's always my liaison with them because he, Brother Eli speaks good English, and I'm sure they do as well. But he, I worked through Brother Eli. And then, uh, so these brothers have been working diligently to get the message in the Kinro Kenya Rwanda language, which you saw now, is just now going up on the Message Hub mobile app. And so it's a wonderful story. We've had, it's been delayed going on the app because of the Bible. Uh, there were some issues with the Kenya Rwanda Bible, but we were able to resolve that. Our great technicians, Brother Darren especially, able to resolve those issues. And now they're going to have it not just in print form, but also on the Message app, as well as audio so let's hear greetings from Brother Caleb from Rwanda. I'm Brother Caleb Shuti from Kigali, Rwanda. I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank Pastor Eddie Biscol and his church for their support in translating the message into Kenya, Rwanda, and in particular, Brother Tim Dodd, who is responsible for this mission. It's thanks to you, your material and financial support, 
that we have 235 rushes in Kinyarwanda on the message here. Since June 2016, we print and distribute the brochure in Kinyarwanda and the audio equipment across the country. Thanks to computers, printer, and audio equipment that come from you. For the adhesion of this work, we need papers and cartridge to print and audio equipment, brothers. Each soul saved through this work. Your name is attached to it. God bless you. I love you. Amen. I should mention that we have a print station there and uh, we supplied them with a print station very early on and they've been diligently using that. And some of the brothers like uh, Brother... Um, a brother from Kenya, why Okello, brother Gilbert, has even carried ink cartridges over to the country so that they can use them in the print station. Amen. Let's hear from brother Emmy from Rwanda. Shalom, brothers and sisters. The message first came to Rwanda in French and English, and very few Rwandans could use them. But thanks to your support, now I have the Rwanda message, which is enabling the Rwandans and other Kinyarwanda-speaking communities to read by themselves the real message. So, God bless you. Amen. And lastly, let's hear from Brother Germain, who's involved in the audio translation. My name is Biasa Germain, a believer of the message from Rwanda. I'm here to present the impact of audio sounds translated in Kinyarwanda. As you see this speaker here, it has a memory containing already 90 sermons translated in Kinyarwanda for our prophet William Marion Branham. So those who have already had it, they are appreciating. But still, there are many who wish to have it. God bless you so much for the endeavoring work you are doing. Thank you. Amen. We sure appreciate those brothers. And again, I'll say... That's a translation team second to none. They are doing a, just a tremendous job. God bless you, Brother Ellie. God bless you, brothers in, in Rwanda. We'll go from Rwanda over to Malawi. Malawi is a new project we're just starting right now uh, in the Chichewa language. Chichewa is a tribal language that is spoken in Malawi and in Mozambique. And so uh, a brother, Brother Precious, contacted me and uh, a couple months ago and said, uh, Brother Tim, this is the need. This is what we want to do. We want to print messages. And I said, well, before you can print, you need to translate. We got to have the translations before you can print them. And so the, so he was one of the ones that I told, don't get me one translator, get me a team. I don't want a translation a month. I want 10 translations a month. I, I want you brothers to work hard at it. And we'll give you $150 per message you publish on the message of Malawi is one of the poorest places in the entire world. If you've ever been to Malawi, I know, Brother Bisco, you've been to Malawi. It, it is poverty defined. And uh, so we are very ha happy to get in touch with this brother and that translation they already have. Well, I'll, I'll maybe let him explain as Brother Precious brings us greetings from Malawi. Greetings to you, Brother Tim Dodd, and a very special greeting to Brother Ed Bisco, the pastor and the entire congregation of Cloverdale Bible Way. I am Brother Precious Makatanje, the pastor of Lucenza Bible Believers Church in Malawi. Brother Bisco, 
You came to Malawi many years ago when I was just a young boy and you planted the seed of the living word of God which has grown and multiplied to about 40,000 believers today. There's a great need to get the message translated into Chichewa, our local language. It is for this reason that I contacted Brother Tim to see if he could help. And yes, he instructed me to set up a team of six brothers and get the work started. Well, I am glad to report that we have started with the target to do 10 books a month. The next stage is to start printing these books in large quantities. We know that God has blessed Cloverdale Bible Way with wonderful ministers, and it would be very uplifting if some of these brothers came to see the project and have meetings as God leads. Pray for us as we pray for you. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Precious. We appreciate that. I find I really like Brother Precious' spirit and uh, his zeal for the Word of God. And may God bless, pray for them, and uh, support them. If you've got a burden for translation and you feel like you just want to want it to go towards Malawi, you know, you can like just like the brother that wrote on PushPay, Brother Tim said, $150 per translation. This one's for Malawi or this one's for Uganda or whatever you want to do. We'll do it for you. And that's uh, uh, that's what we do in the kingdom of God here. All right. So we'll go from Malawi up to a familiar face from Ethiopia, Brother Mogus. They have just finished translating the Church Age book, as I said, and we just published the 26 tracks in the Amharic language. That is a great milestone for the country. We have the Church Age book in Tigrinya, and we have the Church Age book in Amharic. And the only other major language to go in that country, for the Church Age book at least, is the um, uh, Afanaromo language. And so there's three main languages there, and so pray for them as God does that. So we'll hear from Brother Mogus now from Ethiopia. Shalom, friends in Cloverdale Bible Way Church and all over the world. Myself, Bro Mogus, family and the believers from Ethiopia would like to extend our love and greetings in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also special greetings uh, to the elders of the church, Bro Ed, Biscol, Bro Tim and the rest of the ministers in general. We are glad to share with you about the goodness of the Lord to us here amidst the current lockdown. The importance and the need for having the message of the hour translated, uploaded, and also published on the message hub cannot be overemphasized at such a time when there's no other option than to be locked in the house. During this time, the Church Age book is fully translated by our dear brother Asagid into the official language Amharic, and more translation results are upcoming even from other translators. When this book is printed in the form of a tract, I believe it will be a great blow to the kingdom of the devil and also an eye-opener to the thieves of God in this country. As a result of the lockdown right now, we are focusing on more production of translation and also printing the books. And this will help us widely in the mission fields and also in the evangelism when this current restriction is uplifted. <clears throat> While this one is our major areas of focus, myself and the rest of the ministers are right now moving from house to house
to encourage the believers here in Addis Ababa in the word of the hour. Finally, I would like to say thank you for your prayers and also support that you have been and are doing towards the work of the Lord here in Ethiopia. Surely, your words are in heaven. Shalom, Brother Mogus. Amen. Shalom, Brother Mogus. God bless you. We appreciate that so much. You know, it's, it's, uh, what we could say about the work in Ethiopia is that it truly is a supernatural work. And it is something that God has gone almost surgically into areas and saved a soul here and saved a soul there. And now the word, the translation of the word is of such great importance. Brother Mogus is one of the very few there that speak English. And we thank God, as you know, if you followed the story, we thank God that he gave us English-speaking people in that country because they are few and far between. And so God just started with several that spoke English, and we just thank God for that, and we appreciate how God works. It's just sovereign. It's supernatural. I'll just say salvation is of the Lord. Amen. One last country we're going to go to from Ethiopia. Of course, you know, we're going to go to Uganda. There's other places we could have gone to. And I was thinking, especially this morning coming to church, I was thinking I should have got someone from a Spanish-speaking country. But uh, you forgive me, uh, those of you that are Spanish-speaking, uh, that we didn't uh, include that. Uh, some of the works that have been done, like uh, print stations in Peru and Spain and the different places, uh, I'm sure that the Lord is watching over you there. But off to Uganda, where we there have been many things happening there. Translation has now picked up once again, and uh, you know the, it has been that the revival has consumed the translation work, which was uh, largely the responsibility of Brother Fred and and his helpers. And now that that team has expanded, as you'll hear, and uh, translations are being uploaded. There are. There have been 42 translations uploaded to the hub in the last couple months. Some of them were previous translations that were found. Some of them are brand new translations, and we thank God for that. Just uh, last week, 10,000 church age books landed in Uganda. Unfortunately, they're sitting in storage, waiting to be handed out. They're locked down. Literally, they can't even drive their own personal vehicles. There's no driving, no going anywhere. They're locked down. They walk or they do nothing. And so uh, pray for them there. As as much as the church age books have landed, there are 10,000 Bibles and a 1,000 MP3 players donated by the believers in China that are on the way to Uganda. And so there are just some tremendous resources being poured into that country to build them up in the stature of Jesus Christ. And so uh, uh, let's hear, first of all, from our elder brother, Brother Stephen Mbali from the country of Uganda. Uh, greetings to the entire body of the Lord Jesus Christ across the world and uh, to the Cloverdale Bible Way Assembly. Brother Ed, the elder among you, and then Brother Tim Dodd, our own, that is always visiting with us. We want to send you greetings in this time, which seems to really be hard uh, upon everybody. Uh, you know, it has brought to a standstill our activities in the mission work. Uh, we used to hold different Bible classes in different places every week, and this would take us hundreds of kilometers all the time 
distributing books and uh, trying to visit and make different uh, conventions among them. Uh, but, you know, this has really brought our work down to a standstill. But uh, we are looking forward to seeing that the Lord is gracious. We are staying in touch with the different churches by way of radio. Every week I'm taking four radio services that I do by recording. And uh, on Friday I've got an hour and a half today. Uh, and then uh, on Sunday morning I do two services also. Uh, on two different radios and then uh, on Tuesday night. So we really appreciate God in his goodness for the service that you have been to us. Uh, we just got uh, 10,000 church books, which is really very, very, very great for us. And then we've got another 10,000 Bibles on the way with uh, one, I mean, with 1,000 uh, uh, MP3s. So we really appreciate you and the labor you put in to stay with us in touch as we go out in the ministry. Uh, at this time, we are really fasting for the opening because for the last few months, all these books have been on demand plus the Bibles. We are going to do the best we can. We are just hungering for the door to open again and back into the mission field. Your prayers and your support is greatly appreciated and together let us remain uh, holding on because this is not the end of it all. We've got a journey to go. And I want to say God bless you. I greet you in this perilous times. Just keep holding on. Shalom. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Stephen. And shalom to you as well. The uh, the work of the radio broadcast still goes on. And that was, of course, the beginning of the revival. And that was what brought the message out into the community. And so uh, thank you to all of those that have supported. Please continue supporting the radio broadcast there in Uganda. As you can see, it's even more important now than it even was back then. Amen. On to Brother Fred, who has been in the center of the revival. And uh, God has used him mightily in many ways, reaching out to many of these churches. Uh, Brother Stephen, of course, is the elder brother. He's been a rock. And Brother Fred... Uh, he's younger than myself, but he has some health issues. So, so the lockdown means something even more to him because of his heart condition, his diabetes, all of these things. He's just given his life to the Lord. He's, he's like, Lord, you, here I am. Whenever you want to take me, he's already been on his deathbed. He has nothing to fear. Every day is a bonus. Every day is grace for him. And so, uh, Brother Fred is just a wonderful brother. We appreciate him so much. Let's hear from Brother Fred in Uganda. My brother Tim, kindly extend my greetings to the believers in your reach, especially the Grovadari Church, particularly my pastor and my parent, brother Eddie Disco, Freddy. Yeah, in this lockdown of the, the hour of the pandemic, everything in the whole globe is in darkness. I would say it is darkness to the world, but light to the bride, as the prophet said in the book Shalom. Uh, as it is all over the world, also here in Uganda, the lockdown is frustrating every person so much. And uh, like it is in all any developing country, our most problem is not the pandemic, but the problem is famine. People are likely to die of more hunger, to die more of hunger than to die of the pandemic. Because when people who cannot save some coins, some coins People, they live below uh, uh, a poverty line. 
these people cannot save something for the future. So they are now in their houses waiting for the mercy of the government to provide some food for them. It's a very terrible situation for them to survive. However, on the side of believers, spiritually, uh, the believers are strong and we are standing. I have tried and always I'm trying to call to reach some people by phone. Uh, they are happy, they are still in the world, although they are hungry. They have those problems and these physical sicknesses due to the utilities are not enough for them and because of famine. So, but spiritually they are strong uh, because we give them the word. Remember, we gave them the, by the seven church ages. They have the seven church ages. They have some few message books which they could get from some libraries. And you must especially those who have the MP3s, they are enjoying the word. So we thank God for that. Most especially now, I thank God for what we have had that we got a new shipment of the of ten thousand age books. This one is going to help a lot, especially when the lockdown is over. We will be going to reach in their different areas to give them more books. Uh, people are enjoying the message, especially the, the Uganda ones, because the translated messages have helped them since the majority here are not much educated. Uh, others have been helped by the radio broadcast uh, because at Ginger, Pastor Stephen Ibale on the radio broadcast, they still continue with the messages on the radio and the people will direct them how to tune in on the radio to get the word. We also have put a 24-7 prayer chain for the pastors, these new, newly converted pastors, where they are working together, we are praying together with us to pray for the ministry, to pray for the people that are supporting this work, uh, we pray for everybody to stand in the word. Uh, again, another thing we are sharing spiritually on the radio, on the YouTube, so not on the YouTube, but we use the Facebook to share with those who have the smartphones and we share the word. However, challenges are everywhere. We cannot move to them. We just talk. We, something which we can get, we send on the mobile money, the system here in Uganda, where we can transfer money on mobile money where it is possible, and then we help those who cannot uh, get something to sustain their lives. The little food we can get, we give, send them, the, mostly those vulnerable poor. We believe that this one will stop, and God is will, will again revive us to go back to the revival. We believe and trust God that we shall get back with the field to work. So keep us in prayers as we are keeping in prayers. Greetings to all people around the world. Pray for Uganda. We are praying for you the whole world, around the world. God bless you. We miss Shalom. Thank you so much, Brother Freddie, Brother Fred. And uh, we appreciate that very much. You know, the the labor there has been continuous in the field. Brother Fred, Brother Stephen, some of the other brothers going out to these new believers. And we have helped them monthly with expense money to cover their travels out into the countryside to reach these new believers, to have meetings where there haven't been meetings before, to go into churches where they haven't been in before. And so it's it's kept them sustained during that time. But now they're not traveling. And so I actually told them, I said, this month, this month's amount we will still send you, but use it as needed for those that run out of food. And if somebody is starving, needing food, medicine, whatever it is, uh, it is truly supernatural, many things that God has done in that country. And so uh, we're monitoring 
uh, the needs of so many believers. Remember, there's over 30,000 new believers on top of the believers that are already in the country. The, the shipment, we're so glad for the 5,000 Luganda church age books that have already been distributed and 2,000 English church age books and, and, uh, there's on top of the 10,000 more that have just come in. And so there's food out there for them to feed on and, and, uh, that's going to sustain them spiritually in this time. But remember the saints in Uganda. There's much, much need there. And, uh, the, the books that are coming in now and some of the MP3 players have been allotted not just for the new believers, but also for some of the existing churches that also have needs in feeding their people with the message of the hour. So that is uh, a very great burden of ours. You know, it's this word that will mature the bride of Jesus Christ into a full masterpiece bride image. Amen. Now, one last greeting from Uganda, our dear brother Basabozi is uh, sending us a greeting. Uh, Brother Bus works very closely with us in the printing, and uh, he is the one that has started the new translation team uh, and has done well with that, and we're so thankful for his labors there in Uganda. God bless you, Brother Basabozi. Greetings to you, my dear brother Timothy, uh, Brother Eddie Biscar, the ministry and the church at Crowdrive, by the way and the believers around the world that are streaming in. Uh, I would like to bring you greetings from us here in Kampala, Uganda, my family, and the believers with us. Uh, we It's been over a little a year now since myself and my family moved back to Uganda from Ethiopia, and we now currently reside here in Kampala. And by God's grace and with the help of Bible believers, we have recently established a uh, uh, book distribution and printing office uh, here in Kampala where we printed uh, thousands of books. Uh, to be specific, the Luganda books we printed uh, over 20,000 and i just let you see how it looks. These are the few samples of the books that we print here and we print the big books, the bigger books uh, the brothers print and send it to us. Uh, th- these ones, the church edge books from China. And we recently have cleared 10,000 of them, uh, from the customs and a few of them distributed to the new believers. But most of this will go to the new believers as well as the existing churches within the country. At least those who can be able to read and understand Uganda. These books are very useful. To the, to the people, and the people are very, very helpful because for years we've not had these books in distribution. Also, we have uh, uh, we have a shipment coming in of a thousand players, message MP3 players, and these are very, very helpful to the believers, especially during a time like this of lockdown. And uh, no doubt that uh, this message has a, a great value well, we can be able to preach. You can be able to uh, continue preaching, and this we shall continue to do, God giving us the grace. But there is nothing that has uh, such an impact like giving the people the message of the hour because in there lies rupturing faith, and that's why we do all that we can to give it out. Uh, the lockdown here in Uganda has had a negative as well as positive effects on the people, on us, 
and of course all over the world, they, I have personally had to close, uh, cancel all the meetings that I had scheduled within the country and also out of, out of the country. We cannot be able to travel and for the most part we are in our homes. Uh, but God is giving us the grace and giving us provisions. And, uh, we hope that after the lockdown is lifted, certainly we shall have a lot to do, uh, traveling and personally I'm, I'm, I'm planning to start, uh, uh, road trips into Ethiopia from the southern part and, 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 and also in other areas. Well, positively, the, the lockdown has helped our translators, uh, both here in Uganda and also in Ethiopia to, uh, finish a lot of work, uh, on the translation part. And in Uganda alone, we have 31 books done since this year started. And this is a great, a great, uh, thing that has been, uh, that the Lord has given the brothers grace to be able to do for the bride of Jesus Christ. And we'd like to surely appreciate the believers that put in all that they can. Well, we can, uh, no doubt all of us, we have done uh, as much as we can to help another, but there is no uh, thing that we can ever do that is equal to doing uh, all that we can to get the message into the hands of the people. For this is our burden, and this is what the Lord has called us to do. And I want to say God bless you all that stand with the message and stand with us to take the message out. Shalom. God bless. Amen. God bless you too, Brother Basabozi. Appreciate that very much. And appreciate all of these brothers around the world. You know, we we sometimes feel like we're alone in the storm, but we're not alone in the storm. There's others that are experiencing the same storm that we're going through, the same circumstances. And, and many times with less, I was telling the family at home, we are so blessed. We have a nice house and, you know, we have food on the table. I said, God has blessed us. And we we need to be greatly encouraged in that our our needs physically are not that great, but we also every time I sit down to to pray and sit down to to uh, have a meal with the family, I can't help but pray for the believers overseas that just say, "Oh Lord, we are blessed here." But does our brother in Uganda or Malawi or somewhere else do they have a meal on their table at this time? And and so we're we're just so grateful for God's blessing, but we're mindful that in the midst of the storm, and, and I'm going to close this service out with a few thoughts, is that in the midst of the storm, we have to keep our eyes on the right thing. We have to stay focused in the right direction. You know, one time Jesus in Mark chapter 4, he was in the boat with the disciples and the storm was raging and the disciples must have marveled. He's asleep in the back of the boat. And the, the waves are coming over the side that we're battling to get to the other side of the lake. And, and doesn't he know the circumstances? But Jesus, being the Word, he knew it was all lying vanities. The devil couldn't do nothing with him. What's the devil got to say about things? It doesn't matter storm or nor storm. There's a ministry to fulfill. The same with the bride of Jesus Christ. Storm or no storm, there's a ministry to fulfill. We've got to take our part as much as whatever opens up, whatever regulations there are, whatever we're able to do, you know, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but give unto God what is God's. And so the disciples should have taken uh, uh, what Jesus was doing as an indication as Jesus was so restful, I can't help but think, you know, in the turmoil of this hour, God is very restful. Yeah. 
God knows what's going on. Don't be disturbed. Don't be worked up. Don't be worried. Don't be upset. Let it be know that God is aware that you're here and what you're going through. And we don't need to think of our own safety as the disciples didn't need to think of their own safety there. Just think of the sovereignty and the omniscience of God. God is all-knowing. He knows what's going on right now in your life. You might be at home right now in turmoil, you know, certainly uh, maybe we use a lot of uh, external things to to benefit our family. The children, they go off to school and the moms, they're able to go here and there freely and, and, and do their shopping or whatever they need to do and, and the activities and the fellowship and different things. But you know, we might not have that and it might create pressures that are greater now, but there is a place to let off the pressure. That's in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Peter, one other time he was in a storm, I was thinking about him. Uh, about Peter and how that, you know, he was maybe thinking that, you know, this storm is pretty bad, but then he sees Jesus come walking on the water. And the, and the disciples, you know, they see him. They're not sure it's Jesus. They're not sure if it's a ghost. They don't know what it is. And so they, they, they just look and they're, they're quite afraid. But Jesus, as he always says, it is I, be not afraid. And, and so there, Peter recognizes it as the Lord, and he see, and he takes his eyes off the storm for a moment. Listen now. He takes his eyes off the storm for a moment and puts them on Jesus. Now his faith is stirred, and he's beginning to recognize, oh, if I could just uh, come out there where you are. Bid me to come out where you are, Jesus. And, and I'll, I'll walk on the water like you are. And Jesus says, well, come on. And, and, and Peter, he steps over the edge of the boat. You know, he gets out. I can't move from behind the pulpit here. I think I'll lose you on the camera. But maybe you, you can stay over here. I'll stay on this camera. He steps over the edge of the boat. And, and he's now, ah, think about that. He's walking on the water. And as he's walking on the water, he's looking at Jesus, but then he did what he shouldn't do. He started storm watching. He started looking at lying vanities. And as he's thinking, oh, that was a big wave. Oh, oh, that was another big wave. And he got his eyes off Jesus. And as he got his eyes off Jesus, all of a sudden he began to sink. Now, the circumstances weren't any different. They hadn't changed from when he was walking on the water. What had changed is he got his eyes on the wrong thing. He put his eyes on the lying vanities instead of on the Word of God. But he cried out to the Lord. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? He cried out to the Lord and the Lord saved him and reached out and pulled him out and gathered him into the boat. Praise the Lord. Because Peter's faith couldn't hold, but the Word held. The word held and the grace of God provided it. It says actually in the Bible, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Amen. But don't look at the wind. Don't look at the storm. Don't look at what's going on. Look at the word of God for your day. Amen. You know, Brother Brown talks about it. He says, he says in the one message, he says, so we see Jesus going up into the mountain to pray. And the disciples thrust out into the sea and picked up their oars. And their little ship's sail went up and away they started oaring out across the other side where Jesus was to meet them on the other side. Then going in the absence of the Holy Spirit or Christ then in visible form. On the road over trouble set in. 
And usually if you start anywhere without Christ, trouble's on the road. Just as soon as the devil sees you out of fellowship with Christ, then he will set out after you as hard as he can. Just as soon, listen now, just as soon as he sees you away from prayer, away from consecration, the Satan will catch you right then if he possibly can. Amen. It has to be, there has to be a great realization of prayer in the midst of crisis. You know, Jesus, when he went to Gethsemane, and I was thinking about him in Gethsemane, how that that was the turning point, that was the crisis, that was the, that was the center of God's redemption plan now. How that he realized it all rests on this point in time. He's the Lamb of God that had come to take away the sin of the world. What did he do? He went aside to pray. It was a crucial hour. And so he spent that time in prayer that he could know as he prayed, Father, let not my will, but your will be done. If it's your will, let the cup pass, but not my will, but your will be done. And he prayed so earnestly till his sweat became drops of blood. It became the centermost. He's not worth living if he can't fulfill the ministry that God sent him for. He was in the depths of prayer, in the depths of gaining strength. And yet he comes from there and he sees the disciples sleeping. It wasn't a crisis for them. It was a crisis for him. But many times we find ourselves in the place of crisis. We need to, we need to be able to come to that place of prayer. Listen, there's a great benefit to fellowship. There's a tremendous benefit to gather. Oh, that these pews were full with the saints of the living God. Gathering of the licks of fire together. In a building, a sanctuary that's consecrated to worship. A place that's set aside wherever two or three are gathered. A place of refilling like they were in the books of Acts. A place of being washed in the water of the word. There's great benefits to coming together as believers. But there are times like Paul when we cannot get there. There are times when you're alone. There are times when, when you've got to battle it through yourself in the privacy of your own prayer closet. Listen, saints, if there ever was a time to be in prayer, now's the time to be in prayer. Not just because of the evil of the hour, but because we can't come together and worship together and benefit from one another and, and lay hands on one another and, and pray with you and, and seek God with you and preach to you and feel the response to the word, although we do feel the response to the word, but, but hear the amens of the saints and all of that. But this is the time where if we ever knew how to pray, we better know how to pray. I felt very impressed. I feel very impressed to emphasize that this morning. If you're going to make it through this time, you better pray. I'm not talking about getting the virus. I'm talking spiritually. If you're going to make it through this spiritually dead time, you better pray. You better pray sincerely. You better pray fervently. You better pray regularly. You better know what prayer is. Not just gather your family together to pray. There's wonderful times we can have with our family. Find a prayer closet. Find a private place. When Paul was in the ship, he found that private place until he knew that he had touched God. And God said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're not going to lose one soul in that ship. You're going to lose the ship. 
The whole thing's going to be destroyed. It's, the whole thing is coming down. But, but yet in the midst of it all, I want you to know that you're going to be saved. And every soul I give you, oh, what a great blessing from the Lord. What a great thing Paul could step out of the belly of the ship and say, wait, let me talk to you for a moment. Everybody be of good cheer. This is going to destroy this ship. I'm sorry, sir. You're going to lose your job. Hello. You're going to lose your job, but God's going to save your life. You know, you're, it's going to be trouble for you. You might lose your savings account. You might lose what little bit you have. You heard in countries like Uganda, Malawi, different ones. They don't have a few coins they can save in the bank to buy food in a hard time. They're now relying upon whatever is given to them because they can't go out and work. But in the midst of all that, we might lose a few things. But I'll tell you what, God will save your soul because he's made a provided way. Brother Branham says... In the message, Unfailing Realities of God. What a great message. He says there there was a baby that was dying. He says, And the old grandfather of the baby come along, and when he heard me speak about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he said, I used to remember years ago when the old preacher said, There come a time when people would receive the Holy Ghost again, and signs and wonders would be done. And he went off in a little room to himself, and he wouldn't stay with his son or his daughter-in-law. I guess we call that self-quarantine. And he wouldn't stay with his son or daughter-in-law. And he, he stayed in there crying and praying. When the old fellow walked out of there, the sweat hanging across his old bald forehead, his eyes glistening, he said, the baby will live. Hallelujah. And they said, what? He said, doctor, I respect you as a man of science. I respect you and your intelligence that you've learned through medical research. And we respect every medical doctor and every medical prognosis, but we're not looking at that. He says, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed until I surrendered everything I had to surrender. And the Holy Spirit said, the baby will live. Brother Bram says, why? He surrendered everything he had. He says, God got a hold of him and could talk to him. When he was willing to surrender everything. That's what we lack. You don't want to surrender your ways. You don't want to surrender your societies. You don't want to surrender your little clique you belong to. You don't want to surrender any time. You got to do this, that, and the other instead of praying. You don't want to surrender things to God. God wants you to surrender. Amen. I think we all would say that we want to be like that old man. Pray through to the answer. Amen. I'm not talking about the answer for the age. We already have the answer to the age. That's the message of the hour. But we have individual situations that arise within our families and our homes and God's looking for a surrender before He can send the answer. He's got the answer. The answer is laying there, but God wants to give it to us when we're ready to receive it. I was thinking about, as I bring this to a close, I was thinking about storms and and how that storms different. If, you know, if you want to look at storms in the Bible, look up east wind. There's lots of good things on east wind. And uh, uh, a lot of times God uses the east wind. The Eurocliden that, that Paul was in is an east wind. David said uh, uh, God uses the east winds to destroy the ships of Tarshish. And, and how that locusts, the last plague before the death plague, where the locusts came on an east wind. and and uh, But then I was thinking about Israel at the Red Sea and how they didn't know it. Because they arrived at the Red Sea. Hallelujah. 
They arrived at the Red Sea. That's trouble. How do we get through here? Behind them comes the Egyptian army. That's trouble. They want to kill us. But they didn't know that what they needed in the midst of their trouble was a storm. Because God said to Moses, you just tell the people in the morning you'll cross over. And the Bible says God sent an east wind. And so God sends this wind blowing all night. I can just imagine the people with weak faith. There's people amongst us that have weak faith. We know that. We're trying to encourage your faith with the Word of God. You want to strengthen your faith? Get into the Word. And so uh, there they were in their tents all night. And they're thinking, we can't get through the Red Sea. The Egyptians are camped behind us. They'll be after us in the morning. And now we got this storm. And it's blowing the tents. And it's shaking everything they have. And they're going through it in the middle of a storm. It must have been quite a thought process. Wondering what is going on. There isn't a worse place we could be in. But God sent the storm to part the waters. Hallelujah. So in the midst of a storm. God was making a way of escape. Hallelujah. It took the storm to make the way of escape. Don't be worried about the storm. What God's doing with this storm that's going on around the world. You heard about the brothers. We're all locked down all over the world. Everybody's locked down. But in the midst of it all, I say God's making a way of escape with this storm that he has on, to, on the earth in these days. Amen. There's great oppositions. There's great winds. There's great troubles. It might be your job. It might be this. It might be that. Economic uncertainties. Economic storms. Natural storms. Medical storms. All kinds of storms. It doesn't really matter what it is. I just want to say this morning. God will make a way in the midst of the storm. And we're here today to confess that there's souls in the midst of this storm that God is dealing with. It might be souls that are watching me right now. God's dealing with Let me tell you something. If you're away from God, if you don't know this God, if, you, if there's something about you that God is not real to you, let me tell you, this God is real. He's real. Not, I, I'm not just saying that as someone that's religious. I'm saying that as someone that has needed Him at key moments of my life. And He has always been there in the midst of the struggle. I know there's brothers here on the platform that know that. I know there's people that are watching me that know that. That there have been storms. And there have been times where it seemed like the boat of life was going to go under. But God was there. Hallelujah. He was there to hold everything right, as Brother Branham says. That's why he says the stabilizers has been put on the ship. Stay in the ship. You know, even Paul had to admonish the people in that book of Acts. He says, listen, I'll tell you what. There was a, the boatman wanted to leave out of the ship. And, and uh, you know, different ones wanted to try their own hand at escaping. But Paul said, they must stay on the ship. Otherwise, they cannot be saved. God's given me the answer, and I'll tell you this. You need the message of the hour to see you through these stormy times. Ask God to make himself real to you. If you got troubles, I encourage you. You know, in a church, we might have an altar call. We might have a prayer line, whatever it might be. We'd encourage people to step out in faith and, and, and receive something from God. We don't have that facility right now. But we still have the word and we still have your faith. And we, because we have that, I would encourage you, take God at his word. Don't ever be discouraged that, oh, well, this is happening or that is happening. And I'll say this, don't watch the storm. 
While everybody was running around on the ship watching the storm. Oh no, it's worse now or it's better now or is it getting worse? Is it, will it be better in the morning? Is it daytime now? It seems to be a little bit light. Maybe this will be a better day. They went through it for days and days. I think it was 14 days before anything ever, before God even spoke to Paul. And I could have that timing wrong, but nevertheless, it was a long time. And so as they're running around and watching the storm and every day that goes by, will this ever end? Where's Paul? He's alone with God. Saying, God, you're in control. You said I would give answer to Caesar. I don't fear for my life. But I'm praying for these other people. I'm praying for the other souls that are on the ship. I don't know how it's going to work out. And we may not know the answer. Amen? We may not know the answer. But we know who has the answer. And if you know him, it's the same as knowing the answer. Because he holds the answer. Amen. Maybe the musicians would come. Maybe this storm is just sent to make a way of escape from your troubles. To give you that time that you need in prayer, I say pray. Give you that time you need in the word, I say get into the word. To give you that time that, that God wants to deal with you, in a very, very personal way because he's a very, very personal God. Oh, he's a personal God. Oh, many times I've gone into my room to pray. Many times I've met him there. Doesn't matter whether it was physical healing. Doesn't matter whether, whether it was a spiritual need. I've seen God just come on the scene so many times. It doesn't take any great big faith. Brother Branham says the same faith that saves you is the same faith that heals you. If you don't know him as your savior, why don't you just accept him as your savior right now? Why don't you just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I repent of my unbelief. I accept the blood that was shed at Calvary. I accept it for my needs. I accept it for my soul. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Whatever it might be, just accept what God has for you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father. Lord, we come at this time, in this late hour, seeing, Lord, this morning a different service, but because of the streaming effect of the service, we could do it. Bring greetings from all over the world. Brothers that are standing strong, saying we can't wait for the restrictions to be lifted. We can't wait to get out there with the message again. We can't wait for what to see more of what God's doing. But, Lord, you've allowed them as all of us, to be restricted at this time. We yield ourselves to you. Your will be done, not our will, O God. Lord, maybe there's somebody under the sound of my voice today who say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I'm tired of my bitterness. I'm tired of my, my anger. I'm tired of my selfishness. I'm tired of these different things in my life. I just want to give them all and lay them at your feet. Lord, You said if someone would draw nigh to you, you would draw nigh to them. You would hear their cry, for you even hear the cry of the ravens. Lord, may you come and receive their prayer and forgive their sins and heal their land, as it were. Maybe there's somebody physically in need at this time, Lord. In the midst of the storm there, saying, Lord, I need a touch from you. Lord, let them touch the hem of your garment this morning. You're not far from each one of them. Lord, as they reach out in faith and say, Lord, you're my healer. 
may the virtue that was loosed at Calvary come upon their physical body. And Lord, may it loose them from the captivity of the sickness. Is there, if there's anybody re- battling this virus, may they by faith be loosed from it, oh God. And set free, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We're asking your blessing. Lord, we pray that you'll just be with each one. Take this word and strengthen your children. It's a little bit longer service this morning. I thank you that the pastor phoned me yesterday and said, take your liberty. Maybe I took too much. But Lord, may you use it for your glory. May you just take complete control. We give our lives to you. We don't know when we'll gather again. We don't know if we'll ever gather again. We don't know when the when you're coming to catch us away, Lord. But Lord, we want to make sure that right now, our lives are where they ought to be. If there be any sin, forgive it, Lord. If there be any trespasses, let it be under the blood. Lord, if there be anything that hinders you, let our lives be consecrated and available in your presence, we pray. We give ourselves unreservedly into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing. Let's sing together. The boat of life sails on a troubled sea. Ever there's a wind in my sails. But my heavenly Father, He watches over me. When the breeze turns into a gale. Take a microphone, Brother Nathan, and help me sing this now. Amen. My boat of life sails on a troubled sea ever there's a wind in my sail oh but my heavenly father he watches over me when the breeze turns in yes love Yeah.
you'll never forget him and he'll never forget you we're so thankful for his grace to us today he's granted us another day to serve him may God take these few words that were spoken and these greetings that were sent and may they encourage your heart today bring you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ it's not something that that is just some thought it's not a thought it's not a philosophy it's a reality of a personal experience with a personal God. God bless you. God be with you this Lord's day as you serve Him together. The service is dismissed in Jesus' name.